0: Hello, this is Veronica from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 4th of August. Chief Justice of India N.V. Ramana has reportedly written to the central government recommending Justice Uday Umesh Lalit as the next Chief Justice of India. If appointed, Lalit will become the second CJI to be directly alleviated from the bar after Justice S.M. Sikri. He will have a short tenure of fewer than three months and will remain in office till 8th of November, Indian Express reported. He is presently the second most senior judge in the Supreme Court. Justice N.V. Ramana retires on 26th of August. As per norm, Union Minister of Law and Justice Kiran Rajiju had written to Ramana requesting him to name his successor. Citing sources... The Indian Express reported that Ramana personally handed over a copy of his letter of recommendation to Lalith this morning. The Shiv Sena's internal turmoil continues as the Supreme Court today asked the Election Commission to not take a call on claims of the Eknath Shinde faction being the real Shiv Sena. The two factions of the party are presently split between Shinde and Uddhav Thakre. In June, Shinde, along with a group of Sena MLAs, had rebelled against Thakre and formed an alliance with the BJP. Uddhav resigned and Shinde was sworn in as Maharashtra Chief Minister. A bench of Chief Justice of India N.V. Ramana and Justices Krishna Murari and himakoli was hearing petitions filed by Shinde's faction and Udhav Thakre's faction in relation to multiple decisions made by Shinde after he became Chief Minister, including election of Speaker and recognition of party whip. The bench also heard the matter pertaining to the disqualification proceedings of rebel MLAs. Shinde's faction had requested the EC to recognise them as the real Shiv Sena and to hand over the party symbol to them. The EC had said that it would hear the Shinde faction's claim on 8th of August. However, in an oral observation today, the bench asked the commission to not take any precipitative action as it is not passing an order on the matter yet. The bench also said that it will decide on whether the matter should be referred to a constitutional bench. According to live law, The bench will pass an order on 8th of August. Meanwhile, a court in Mumbai today granted the Enforcement Directorate an extension in custody of Shiv Sena MP Sanjay Raut. The ED is investigating Raut's alleged role in the Patra Chol scam. Raut was arrested by the Central Agency on Sunday and has since been in their custody. The ED had sought an extension till 10th of August. However, the court has granted an extension till 8th of August. Assam Chief Minister Himanta Biswa Sarma said today that the state was becoming a hotbed for Islamic fundamentalists. This came after the state police claimed that eleven people it had arrested had links with Bangladesh-based terror outfit Ansarol Bangla Team. A madrasa in Moirabari was demolished earlier today. It was run by one Mufti Mustafa, who was reportedly arrested for his alleged links with Al Qaeda in Indian subcontinent. At a press briefing today, Sarma said that it had been proved beyond reasonable doubt that Assam was becoming a hotbed for Islamic fundamentalists. He said that the Jamul Huda Madarsa was demolished under the Disaster Management Act and Unlawful Activities Prevention Act, Hindustan Times reported. The chief minister added that the 43 students who were studying there have been admitted to different schools. Assam police had purportedly busted two modules of Al-Qaeda in the Indian subcontinent and Ansarullah Bangla team. Additional Director General of Police, Hiren Nath, said that police tracked the modules that were allegedly indoctrinating people. The modules had translated some jihadi literature and distributed it, Nath claimed. Listeners, while Chief Minister Himanta Biswa Sarma has his own opinion on the state of affairs in Assam, our television channels have been spinning tales based on one which does not exist. It all began with a cleric Asad Kasmi objecting to a chartbuster Shiv Bhajan sung by former Indian Idol contestant Farmani Naz. Farmani posted her rendition of the song titled Har Har Shambu on her YouTube channel last month. Kasmi said a Muslim shouldn't have performed the bhajan as singing and dancing are forbidden in Islam. Certain news agencies reported on the remarks calling him ulama of Deoband. Hours later, the TV tailspin began about a dharmic sangram or religious struggle based on a claim that there was a diktat from Deoband. This, despite Farmani telling several TV channels that there was no such fatwa against her from Deoband and she felt no resistance from her community or from Muslim clerics. To know more about who Kasmi is and how the media covered the whole episode, you can read my colleague Abban Usmani's report on newslaundry.com. It is titled Har Har Shambhu Road – How TV News manufactured a fatwa campaign over a cleric's remark. We're able to bring you such reports and analysis because we don't depend on governments, political parties or corporations for ads. Newslaundry is an ad-free platform. We rely only on you to support us. So, if you're not a part of our independent news model already, head over to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscription button on the top right corner of the screen. Subscription plans start as low as 300 rupees only. Pay to keep news free. The Allahabad High Court today rejected the bail plea of journalist Siddiqui Kappan in an alleged conspiracy related to the Hathras gang rape and murder case. According to Live Law, The online case status of the application shows it as dismissed on merits. Kappan has spent over 600 days in jail after being detained while heading to Hathras to report on a rape. He was charged under the draconian UAPA and the sedition law and has been in jail ever since. The UP police accused him of going to Hathras to incite communal violence. Subsequently, they accused him of receiving foreign funds as well. Last year, a court in Mathura had rejected his bail, following which he had moved the high court. Listeners, if you would like to know more about the case against Siddiqui Kappan, you can read our nine-part series which gives details on the chart sheet against the journalist on newslaundry.com. You will find all the reports under the section named The Siddiqui Kappan Chart Sheet. Congress leader Malekarjun Arjun Today asked in the Parliament whether it was right for the Enforcement Directorate to summon him when the Parliament was in session. The ED had asked Kharge to appear before it in a money laundering case linked to the National Herald newspaper. The Central Agency has questioned Sonia Gandhi and Rahul Gandhi in connection with the case. The ED has temporarily sealed the office of Young India Private Limited, which owns the publisher of National Herald. On Wednesday, the road to the Congress's Delhi headquarters was reportedly blocked by police. At the Rajya Sabha, Kharge said that he had received summons for 12.30pm today. He said that he wanted to abide by law and asked if it was right for the ED to summon him when Parliament was in session. Kharge is the authorised representative for Young India, according to NDTV. ED officials have said that the seal will be lifted once Kharge presents himself for concluding the searches. On the other hand, Rahul Gandhi said that the National Herald case was about intimidation. He said that Narendra Modi and Amit Shah think that with a little pressure, the opposition will go silent. Gandhi said that he will keep doing his job, which is to protect democracy and maintain harmony in the country. China started a large-scale military exercise encircling Taiwan today, seemingly in response to US House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit to the island. Pelosi arrived in Taiwan on Tuesday in a trip which reportedly defied a series of threats from China. China considers Taiwan to be its territory. Pelosi was the highest-profile elected US official to visit Taiwan in 25 years. Chinese state media had said that the exercises will go on till 7th of August. According to Al Jazeera, spokesperson for China's Eastern Theatre Command, senior colonel Shi Yi, has said that the drills involved a conventional missile firepower assault in the waters east of Taiwan. Taiwan's governing Democratic Progressive Party has said that the drills have triggered regional tensions and has called them illegitimate. The party has called China's actions irresponsible unilateral behaviour as it is conducting these drills on the busiest international waterways and aviation routes. The state broadcaster reported that six major areas around the island have been selected for this actual combat exercise. It has said that during this period, relevant ships and aircraft should not enter the relevant waters and airspaces. Taiwan's Defence Ministry has said that multiple ballistic missiles were fired into the water by China. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent.